What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Yes, shout to you guys. Uh, we see everybody hitting us up, hitting us on DM, hitting us on our email, hitting us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Black Planet, MySpace. <laughs> Sending pigeons. Sending pigeons. We see all of you guys, and uh, we apologize for... Uh, I guess not doing a podcast for the last couple of weeks, but it's been a crazy couple of weeks. A mm-hmm. few weeks. A few weeks. Well, one, um, we went to Madison's college tour. Mm-hmm. Well, first it was the rally. I went on a rally for a week. Right. Where um, I, I got a, a couple of guys. We went, it was like 30 of us. We went on a rally all across the country. Car rally. Car rally. Then uh, I actually think we did a podcast right before the rally. The week after that was Madison's college tour. Right. And on Madison's college tour, we pretty much went to every college that we were thinking about on the East Coast. Right. So we started off... In New York. In New York City. So we went to NYU, Columbia. Mm -hmm. Then we went to Jersey, Uh where we live. We saw Princeton. Mm -hmm. Then we drove to D.C. Uh and saw Georgetown and Howard. Went to Georgetown and Howard. Mm -hmm. Uh Then we drove to Virginia and Mm -hmm. we saw... Our alma maters, we saw Old Dominion University and That's Hampton correct. University. And HU, uh-huh. Then we flew to, to Atlanta, Atlanta uh-huh. and we saw Spelman College. Spelman. Clark. Clark. And Emory. And Emory College. And then we flew to Miami and, and we saw the University of Miami. The University of Miami. And we figured this is Madison's spring break and she's looking at colleges the entire time. So we figured, you know what, let's give her a little vacation. So by that time, um, I think we saw University of Miami on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So then we had Friday. You stayed Friday. So we, you know, we stayed at a hotel and we had pool and beach time and, you know, nice dinners and things like that. And then the next morning we had breakfast and then you flew out. Right. And then our friends, Mercedes, we affectionately call her Benz, flew into Miami and we had a little girls weekend. Me, Madison and Benz. So Saturday, Sunday and Monday, we flew back Monday night and that pretty much capped off Madison's college tour. Yeah. And, you know, first and foremost, shout to everybody and thank you to all the students and all the uh, teachers and faculty that really uh, showed us around. Student ambassadors that really showed us around. It gave us the real, real. It gave us the real, real. On all of the schools. And um, just a quick breakdown. I'll break down, not the New York and New Jersey ones. I would say, you know, let's start off with with Howard, you know, which is, we call it the fake HU because I went to Hampton, which is the real HU. (laughs) But I just love all HBCUs. Um, I loved Howard University. Um, I only really get to see it when I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. When I'm working, mm-hmm. so the fact that I got to go on campus and see the campus was was really, it was dope. It was dope to see so many students, so many students, inspiring students. There's, there was a little bit about each college that I didn't like, something that I loved, and something I I didn't necessarily what made me a little fearful. I think that yes, yes. Uh, how, but, but it would be um, inconceivable to think that there would be a perfect school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every every school had to inherently have its pros and cons. And I just want to break down some of them for people because there's a lot of parents that listen. Okay. Um, Let's start off with Howard. Okay. Uh, Howard, uh, great programs. Uh, A lot of the schools, the business school looks so great because, you know, Madison's either into, she wants to do either business, real estate, or Mm pre-med. So, um, classes were great. Students were amazing. Uh, the faculty was amazing. It 
it was a, a great school from the radio station to the different programs that they have. The only thing that I did not love about Howard is that it's an open campus. Mm-hmm. And to have a, a, a daughter just scares me to have an open campus, you know, mm-hmm. because and when I mean open for, for people that don't know is it's I mean, anybody could drive down the street. It's it's very open. It's not gated. And your school was like that. My school Old Dominion was like that. Yes, my school is an open campus as well. Mm -hmm. But my school, um, it's the the setup Mm -hmm. is different. Old Dominion, although you can drive down some of the school streets and you can get on campus if you're if you you're just driving by and you decide you want to stroll through the campus, but everything is kind of centrally located on campus right so you can really only drive around the perimeter right and then i would call it an internal campus is how it's set up um howard is like different streets and whatnot you can drive up and down the streets so to me I felt as though the school was a little bit more exposed. Yeah, it was a little more And exposed. that it was a little bit more vulnerable. Right. When I went to Old Dominion, just because of the setup, I didn't feel vulnerable and I didn't feel exposed. Right. So. Yeah, so that 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 was how. With Emory, which was pretty much down the block, 15 minutes down the block. No, Emory is in Atlanta. Oh, my bugging. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. <laughs> I'm at Georgetown. <laughs> Definitely not down the block. I'm in Georgetown. Georgetown um, is down the block. Very, very close by. Yeah, now Georgetown was more of a closed campus. Georgetown is a very esteemed school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Georgetown was an enclosed campus. Did we have to go through a security? Yes, we had to go through a security gate. Not really. It well, was, was we open. bypassed it, but we weren't supposed to. Oh, I, no, it was just open. It was open. People can go Don't you remember out. the gate? And then <laughs> Aunt no, that drove was the back. on the opposite side. No, that was the and back. And we got on campus. Well, remember the front? We just walked on. The front, we well, just Well, I don't know if we did what we were supposed to do. Oh, maybe not. So whether it's an open or closed campus is kind of up in the air. You know, and, and Georgetown was the same. I mean, a lot of schools, their, their programs are great. And the Phenomenal kids, school. Kids look happy. The only thing I didn't necessarily was like, oh my gosh, about Georgetown was... And this is going to sound so stupid. And I know people will be like, oh, duh. What's a, t- <laughs> when I walked in Georgetown, this is going to sound stupid as hell. It felt like it was too much about the books. Did you feel that way? I did. I, I didn't feel like it was too much I about the books. I did. And not, and not even that the school was. It's like a lot of those kids were focused and it was very, very school. God forbid. And education focused. And, and I'm not mad at that, but... I also want Madison to enjoy college. Well, yes, I absolutely like I got want my her deg- to have fun. I got my degree and I took my classes, but I also enjoyed campus. Like mm-hmm. I went to the, you know, the cafeteria parties where they had to put, uh, what is it? The, uh, the dust on the floor so it wouldn't get too sweaty. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well. We used to party in the and cafeteria. And I went to all of those parties. Well, I didn't go to your cafeteria party. Well, the cafeteria but... party, you had to have ID, so you probably couldn't go. Mm-hmm. It was more of a freshman thing, so you yeah, weren't I've down there freshman year. the cafeteria party. So what they did was they would have to put down, what's the cedar things that, you know, sometimes you put in your attic or, you know, for moisture? I can imagine what you're talking about. Like the cedar about. chips? Like sawdust? Yeah, like sawdust. They put that but on. I think it's cedar chips. Maybe it's cedar chips. They put it on the floor. What? So 
when it gets very, very hot, when it's too many people in it and it's very, very hot it's and it's very humid. moisture collects on the ground. Right. So, so it's pe- not slippery So people won't slip. Yes, okay, exactly. So I've never heard of that, but that's an interesting concept. But it would be all over your <laughs> shoes, but it would be that type of party. Uh-huh. I don't know why I was talking about that. Oh, oh yeah, I was saying college. So, but that was a college experience <laughs> that I'll never forget. It was just uh-huh. fun. And I didn't necessarily get that with Georgetown. But I don't great think school. that we would have been able to see that I know um, and I don't think that the kids were walking around looking too smart I didn't say so, that no, so, I didn't say that either well people so, know what I mean it was, no, no, I'm just playing there's a lot of you know I want her to be heavy into the books but I mm-hmm. want her to have a social life as well well I'll tell you this much um, there's a lot to be said about a school having an exceptional curriculum and you know um, what the kids do after college, you know, whether they go to med school or they go to law school, you, you know, a lot of the colleges keep track of how their, right. um, how their alma mater moves on and their accomplishments and whatnot. So there's a lot to be said about the quality of different schools, but I think there's more to be said about a school simply being the right fit mm-hmm. for a child. Right. Um, the school has to feel right. Right. It does. When, when you're there, you have to look around and be able to say to yourself, I can see myself being here because it feels right. Absolutely. You know, and that can be about whether it's a closed or an, um, an open campus. It can be the layout of the campus. It can be the beauty of the campus. It can be the weather in right. the state that a child may decide to go to school. It can be about the way that the faculty interacts with the student. It can be about the other students. It can be what's in the town. What other things are there to do in the town? Right. Are there malls? Are there entertainment? Some kids might be into bars. Um, that's not, you know, something I'd be like, oh yeah, there's bars. But you know, realistically, mm-hmm. kids might say, okay, are there are bars around. Um, is there an airport nearby? Like recently I heard that the that um Virginia Tech, the nearest airport is three hours away. Really? So yeah, I um I know another parent whose child is weighing between Virginia Tech and Purdue. Where's Virginia Tech? What what part of Virginia? I'm not quite sure. Um it wasn't near our schools. You're going to look it up? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to look it up because that sounds yes. strange. Um, so um, her son is trying to decide whether he's going to Virginia Tech or Purdue. And she said, you know, the only downside is that Virginia Tech, the airport, I heard, is three hours away. That would worry me as mm-hmm. a parent because if something happens, I need to take into account how quickly I can get to my child or how quickly my child can get to me. By the time you get to the airport, Mm -hmm. 45 minutes to the airport, you have to be there an hour before your flight. That's call it two hours. Sometimes a flight can be delayed. That can be two and a half hours plus three hours to get to their airport. That's what, you know, five and a half, six hours or whatever just to get to the kid's school. Meanwhile, it takes seven hours to drive there from New Jersey. So that's a long way for me to be able to reach my child if I need to. So there's so many different things that you need to take into consideration mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, the scholastics, the I don't, curriculum. I, don't, I think she was wrong. I don't think No, that's I true. think she's right because her son is weighing between it's, two schools. It's Blacksburg, Virginia, right? Virginia Tech? Yes. It's located in Blacksburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, Delta flies into Blacksburg, Virginia. So let's Blacksburg. It, the whole is t- huge. Is, is the size of California. California. It, I'm just I'm using it, it, it. No, it's not. It's well, I don't know. Um, that is what she told me yesterday. And if he had, he's a senior. Mm-hmm. So if he's narrowing it down between two schools, um, I would think that she kind of knows what she's talking about. L- listen, to, it says Virginia Tech isn't on our list of schools. Hold on one second. This is Maddie calling. And why you do that? It says Virginia. Like, it hey, says. Bo. Hey, mommy. What's up, baby cakes? Um, we're taping the podcast, so say hello to the beautiful people out there. Hello, everybody. So if, if you have diarrhea, don't tell them. <laughs> what? Um, a virus has been going through our house. We had two babies homesick recently. London's like the lone survivor right. of the babies that's been going to school every day. What's up, baby cakes? Nothing. I didn't know that you guys were doing the podcast. No, it's I'll okay. Are you going no, back to school? Um. Maybe. I don't have class until 2.04, so... All right. Well, text me and let me know. Okay, I will. All right, sweet pie. Love you. Love you too, baby. You don't love me? Love you too, Dad. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Bo. Bye, guys. <laughs> she had a little break, so she went to Panera Bread Factory for lunch. Oh, okay. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I would say it says... Uh, it's a couple minutes away, actually, from Virginia Tech. They said the airport is... I just read it right there. But anyway... But whichever way... Right. Let's say that she's right. Mm-hmm. That's something that you need to take into consideration mm-hmm. above, you know, the education, not above, but at least equivalent to the um, education that your child may get. Ultimately, you want your child to be happy. Right. And um, fun is definitely part of it. Absolutely. And, so, and that's and that's a part that I don't want to miss. You know, I don't yeah. want her to miss that. That's that's a big part of the reason why I encouraged Madison to go away because she was so close to the hip. Well, mm-hmm. she is so close to the hip. I mean, literally, she called me to say, all right, mom, I'm leaving school. I'm going to get lunch. All right, right, mom, I'm on my way back, you know, from getting lunch. Oh, mom, after school, can I? She's 17 and she has her own car. Hey, mom, can I go to uh, to get sushi with a couple of girls after school? Hey, mom, I'm at the sushi place. I'm gotcha. on my way home. Do you mind if I stop at Target? Hey, mom, I'm at Target. Do you need anything? Hey, mom, I'm leaving Target and I'm on my way home. Meanwhile, Target is three minutes away from our house. Gotcha. You know, so she's very, very um, responsible. She's very, very close to the hip. And ultimately, um, she wanted to stay local. Right. You know, she wanted to go to school in either New York or New Jersey and drive in every day or mm-hmm. stay, you know, at a small, um, stay in a small apartment in New York or, you know, even if she were to go to Princeton, for instance, um, you know, that's only maybe two hours away from us. So she right. wanted to stay local, but you and I both encouraged her to go away. Am I right. going to miss my baby? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, I, I I feel as though I'm going to, it's going to resonate with me as though I'm missing an arm. You know, I can't really imagine her not being here me every neither. day and all the Absolutely. hugs and kisses and the stories and the talks, everything. I, I, I can't imagine it. So I'm actually deferring thoughts of that until I'm forced to deal with it. But even with that being said, I want her to go away. Absolutely. Because I want her 
to have an exceptional college experience, which is what I feel that we had. And a lot of that was tied into being away at school, being away from your parents, making your own decisions, making your own mistakes, solving them and getting a taste of what it feels like to be an adult, kind of living on your own and going to your friend's dorms or their apartments, them coming to yours, you know, doing things together, taking day trips with your friends and, you know, having a boyfriend and just having all of those experiences that are tied into it. I feel that not only will she enjoy it, but she'll benefit Mm -hmm. from it because she needs some of those experiences because she's been parented her whole life. And again, now she's 17. So I want her to absorb all of that. And I feel that After the first semester, when she comes home, not that, you know, we won't see her in between, but after that first semester, I think that we'll see glimpses of a different Madison. Yeah. You know, a more grown Madison, um, a more mature Madison. So that's why I encouraged her to go away. Yeah. And, you know, we're breaking down the colleges and, you know, after Howard, we went to Hampton. Well, after Howard and Georgetown, yes, we drove to to Virginia, went to to Hampton Hampton University. And of course, that was my alma mater. And I I loved, you know, I I loved the school. You know, she really got to see everything. She got to eat at the cafeteria. She got a tour around campus. She got to see everything. The The student union, the the dorms. She got to see all that. Mm -hmm. And And Hampton's a beautiful campus. Beautiful campus. Campus, um, Hampton is on the water. Mm -hmm. You know, there are boats on the water. I mean, literally, the campus is on Mm-hmm. the water um it's you know it's been around for years and years so it's charming yes yeah, you know charming. whereas old dominion i mean that school just must have a lot of money because they're constantly building mm-hmm. new buildings i mean there's a rock climbing wall on campus um in the student rec center mm-hmm. there's um it's like a two-story workout area that yeah. looked like it would put like Jack LaLanne to shame. Huge Those cafeteria. Jack LaLanne. Oh my God. <laughs> but Huge you know, calf. I mean, in, in Web every, Center, there's a Chick-fil-A, a pizza and hut. And there's a food like place at every uh, student dorm. There was a food place downstairs where the students didn't necessarily have to leave to go get food. I mean, Old Dominion is beautiful. I mean, it almost feels like, you know, you're going to school at a hotel. Absolutely. You know, and a mall and then like a food court. And, you know, it's it's, it's very, very cool. Right. Whereas um, Hampton is more charming. Right. You know, it's more charming. It's smaller. It's beautiful. I would say, I, you know, the, the, the thing I, I if I say there's something, one thing I, I didn't love that Old Dominion wasn't a closed campus as well. It is open. Mm hmm. Um, Hampton University, I love the school. I just I didn't love the fact that they didn't necessarily have a program that was really pushing real estate. You know, they have a five year MBA program. They have a they great, have real estate courses, yeah, but, but they don't have a real estate major. They, no, I think they have one class or so. They didn't have much into real estate. They didn't really didn't have much into real estate. Right. But there was a real estate course or two mm-hmm. that tied into the business school, the business school if yeah. you will. So... That was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool because some schools don't offer real estate at all. Right. At all. So that was nice. I loved that Hampton felt very secure. It was very secure. Yeah. You know, for some reason, that school, when you went and again now, feels very homey. It felt yeah. like home. Mm-hmm. It felt like home. It felt comfortable. Um, it felt safe. It's beautiful. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I really liked it for her. I did too. Then 
we we flew to Atlanta, went to Spelman. Mm-hmm. I love Spelman. Mm-hmm. I love Spelman. I love, well, if you don't know, Spelman is an all-female school, mm-hmm. all-women's school, and they really push and, and encourage women to be better, to mm-hmm. be stronger, to be smarter, to work with each other. And I got to that. To uplift each other. To uplift each other. And mm-hmm. I got that feeling from just walking through that campus. Yes. Um, I, I really enjoy Spelman. The only thing about Spelman is, is, is that one freshman dorm. And the one freshman dorm that didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> was it only one? It was, it was one just dorm, one, one, right? One dorm that didn't have air conditioning. And I was like, man, it's 2019. They could give the girls some air conditioning Listen, now. Listen, I'm not even going to front, okay? And this wasn't just Spelman. This was many of the schools that we saw. The whole, I'm just going to call it communal bathroom, like one bathroom for the whole floor. That doesn't sit right with me. And I mean, it doesn't sit right with me. But I'm bumped. Like... That, at Old Dominion, I, we had our own bathroom. You were spoiled at Old Dominion. I mean, like we had our own bathroom. You, it was two girls into a into a room and y'all had your own bathroom. I literally said to Madison, do you realize, and, and because at Spelman, you have to be on campus for your freshman and your sophomore year. Right. You know, you can't be off campus. You can't, you know, spend your freshman year on campus and then get your apartment. I love that though. The second. I like it. I listen. I like it as a parent. Text. I love that. I like it as a parent. As a student, I wouldn't like it. I couldn't wait to get off campus and get my own apartment in college. So it's good. All in all, it's good. It's great. Mm -hmm. But I said to Maddie, I said, you know, you realize, pardon the explicit nature of what I'm about to say, but (laughs) real talk, this is what I said. I said, every poop that you take for the next two years is going to be like along somebody else taking a poop. I said, if I were you, like, I would have to, I don't know, like, micromanage my body so that I was only pooping at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, I could not, I couldn't do that. Well, you but know, you know me, I have a thing. Like, but you know, that's what I did, though. You know, when I went to, when I went to Hampton, first of all, when I went to Hampton, the hall that I stayed at was called James Hall. And James Hall didn't have air conditioning, right? <laughs> but now, mind you, I'm not to sound like a dinosaur, but that was years ago. Uh-huh. Now, this is 2019. And James Hall now has air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Like some of these these places should have air conditioning now. These dorms should have air mm-hmm. conditioning. But not only that, I don't know how James Hall is now, but I had to share a bathroom with not just half the floor, the whole floor. Yeah. Like 20, 25, I can't 30 that. guys. Now, guys are stinky. Like, you know, they work out. Uh. They play football. Like some of these guys were stinky guys and, and you had to... <laughs> Take showers. And not only that, it's, it's like you learn the process. Like, you know, you got shower shoes. So you got to, you know, you got to go with your shower shoes and take a shower. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is. Like I, you're in jail. Like you're in jail. So mm-hmm. I, what I would do is I would go in the morning. I would go first thing like three o'clock in the morning. I take would, your shower? I would take my, I would take my poop if I had to poop. <laughs> and then I would shower. Uh-huh. And then I would walk back to my room so I wouldn't have to shower with everybody else in the shower. You know, I wouldn't. Well, the whole shower shoes and, I used and to taking shower. a hold shower. Hold other hold people on. are taking a shower. Thing. Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. One thing. One thing. One thing. And I was showering a bathing suit. What? I was showering a bathing suit. I'm confused. I would sh- because it's curtains. It's not doors. So mm-hmm. you you've been to a shower with curtain and it's the wind is blowing and wind. The cur- Where's the wind coming from? You gotta have the door. You have to have the window open because there's no air conditioning. <laughs> so the curtains move. Uh-huh. So I would take a shower in a bathing suit. So how'd you get your stuff clean? I mean, I would get it clean under the bathing suit. Doesn't sound like you were very clean. I probably wasn't. 
But I would wash in a bathing suit. What are the disadvantages of having a communal bathroom? I mean, I don't know. But you know me. I don't use public bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been that way since I was a child. I would hold it. And listen, I'm not. This is not a recommendation. You should not do this. This is just what I've always done since I was a child. And I'm sure it's not great for me, but I would hold it until I got home. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to a point that now I can be out for 12, 13, 14 hours. And my body doesn't even register to my brain that I have to go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even let me know until. You know, I'm pulling up the driveway or, you know, I'm at the door and I'm fumbling with the key or, you know, I'm about to press the garage door opener to get in the house. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And then I'm running up the stairs. But if I'm on a plane for six hours, I'm not the one that is going to say, excuse me, if I'm sitting at the window seat to disrupt your flight to go to the bathroom. I will sit there the entire flight. I mean, you know that. Yeah. I mean, I think you might have bladder problems or some crazy shit. So I don't have any bladder problems. But that's I'm what they good. always tell you. When you have to go, you have to go. Stop playing. I don't play. I don't even know. Because again, it, that's just been my way the entire thing, my entire life. So that's how my body functions. So for me, that whole bathroom situation, ugh. It, like, the, and the few times, like, I hate, like, when I'm out with the babies mm-hmm. and they have to go and I have to take them to a public bathroom, mm-hmm. I should the whole process. I skeeve the whole process. I have napkins in my purse. Mm-hmm. I take it out. I use that to open the door. I use napkins to open the stall door. Mm-hmm. Then I got to sit there and I got to sanitize everything. I travel with my Lysol and I got to sanitize everything. Then I got to line the seat mm-hmm. and they don't even sit on the seat. I line the seat just to kind of cradle them and hover them over the seat just in case a little back of their thigh touches or in case I slip and drop them in the toilet. I don't know. I sanitize and cover everything. And then I tell London, especially like, baby, you don't ever touch anything in a bathroom. Cause you know what excuse me out too? people what? listen to this. Think about this. You go to a public bathroom and let's say it's one of the sinks, um, the faucets that don't have a sensor mm-hmm. where you actually have to touch it. I cannot believe how many people Walk out of the stall. Now, let's just be real. You use the bathroom, you wipe. Okay. You have germs on your hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. You take your hand, then you open the little latch and then open the stall door. So now can you imagine how many germs are on that little latch? All right. You open the door. You proceed out. Then you take that same nasty hand and then you touch the little faucet thing to turn it on. One that probably a hundred women or men have touched right before you. Most people will say, okay, well, you wash your hands afterwards anyway, so it's clean, but I don't want those germs on my hands. So what do you do? You know? How do you get out the ball, the stall? I use tissue. Okay. I use the toilet paper or the pa- the, the um, napkins that are in my purse. So I touch everything with a napkin. I don't touch anything with my bare hand. So I teach London that. I teach Jax that. Brookie's too young, but when the time comes, I'll teach her that. Madison knows that. Like, you don't touch anything in the bathroom. People are in there doing their business and then after they do their business they're touching everything and they wash their hands before they leave they say that there's more germs on the faucet knobs and all that than anything else like on the world in, in the world like it's the most disgusting place to be Ugh. so anyway getting back to you know communal I wanna, bathrooms i want to ask you a question about that okay i was thinking about this the other day it's funny that you mentioned it what, what? when a man pees in a urinal, right? In a urinal? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
My privates are clean, right? I don't know. They're clean. I guess it depends on the day. Oh, shut up. They're clean. <laughs> <laughs> you just come from the gym. They're clean. Are you nasty? Do we just do our business and you just you know, jet out because you're late for the club? Listen, they're clean. <laughs> you get there. May not be so clean. I'm, you asked. You shouldn't have asked. You should have just continued with your point. All right. Well, my, when I use the bathroom. If it's right? a good day, it's clean. Okay. So I'm putting my hand on my penis. Right. Right. Or like a lot of times I just open my thing and I just let it fly and I pee. Right. But if. If you do that, doesn't it kind of go everywhere? No, I'm, I'm coming. I kind of picture it like a hose. You no. know, if you just leave no. a hose on the floor and then you turn it on no. full throttle and then the hose just starts flapping no. all over no. the place? That's not how it works. No, no. But I got control. What do you mean? I can direct it when If you're not holding it? Right. You can direct it? Man, I don't believe you. You can direct it? Yes. You can direct it? Yes. Like pointing a finger? You have that kind of control? Well, not pointing your finger. You know which way your, your penis is hanging. Like, like but if it's hanging, that's not control. Yeah, but if you have to go to the bathroom, it's not just flaccid and hanging. It's kind of erect because you got to pee. Okay. So it pee, you pee. Uh huh. And then I zip my pants back up. Why do I have to wash my hands? Because I'm not touching anything in there. I mean, technically, if you didn't touch anything in the bathroom, but you you probably touched the door going into the bathroom, and you might have touched something in the bathroom. If you touch anything in the bathroom, you better wash your hands and use hand hand. Hand sanitizer. I don't know why we got there. But, but okay. if you don't touch anything, then technically you don't have to wash your hands, but it just seems kind of nasty anyway. Why? Because I didn't touch it. I mean, you're right. I'm just saying it seems kind of nasty. Just yeah. feels nasty. Like okay. you should wash your hands. Okay. And All if you don't want to touch anything, then you should walk around with a hand sanitizer. That might be more um, sanitary than washing your hands in a public bathroom. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll keep it. Anyway, I don't My point is be mindful when you use public bathrooms. How the fuck do we I just there? avoid them altogether. Uh, well, yeah. Because we're talking about the communal bathrooms at oh, yeah, Spelman yeah, 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 yeah. and at a lot of the, the colleges. colleges and universities that we went to. It is a typical thing. It is just about standard. I think that the colleges that have um, suites where the students have their own bathrooms are kind of few and far between from what I've seen so far and from, you know, friends of mine that have gone to school, other schools um, different than mine. So um, I said that to Maddie and I'm like, yeah, so, you know, you probably just gonna have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You know, take your shower, do your business, and um, yeah, kind of keep it moving that way. So yeah, so that's the I, one thing that that's gonna be odd. What her doing her quote unquote face routine in the communal? She sink. doesn't have to do no. She can do her skincare routine in her room. Eh, no sink in a room. Well, once you wash your face, well, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Once you wash your face in the public bathroom, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go back and then you do the rest of your skincare. But yeah, you do have to wash your face and brush your teeth in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy about that. That's right. kind of my point. But anyway, it's normal. That's my own little um my own little tick, I guess you can say. Okay. But Spelman was a beautiful school. Um what I loved the most about that school in particular, mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, is that the girls seem to uplift each other. Right. It seems as though they root for one another and they compete with one another. Um, but in a healthy way. Competition can be good because it can bring out the best of us. It can Correct. force us pretty much to rise to our tops. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's um, healthy competition there. Um, I think that they encourage one another. They stand up for each other. They push each other. Um, it just seemed like, a and the campus was beautiful. It was, yeah. There's a, um, I don't want to misspeak. What was, uh, I don't know if it was a church or a cathedral. What was that on campus? Church. It was a church. Was it a church? Yeah, <clears throat> that's what they, uh, when Martin Luther King died, they did his uh, funeral there. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Just loved everything about that school. I would be happy to see her go there. Um, Again, loved Hampton. And the reason I liked those two schools the best thus far. And University of Miami, (laughs) Emory. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I liked those schools the best thus far is that they both seemed small enough. And I kind of felt as though she would be nurtured Mm -hmm. and... um, I kind of felt like she'd be coddled in a little bit. Like, right. <clears throat> like um, it would be the most comfortable. They weren't overwhelming. Like when we went to Emory. Right. Emory, again, very, very difficult school to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, the academics there are stellar. Uh-huh. They have incredible programs. The campus is beautiful. I mean, stone buildings and right. they had a rock climbing wall on they their campus. They had a, um, an exceptional exercise area. Library was amazing. Library was amazing. Like, they actually had a letter in that library. I don't know if you remember. Uh, oh, yeah. Barack Obama uh, wrote his girlfriend before Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. wrote her a letter when he was <laughs> in college and they had that letter. Now, how they got that letter, I don't know, but it Who was knows? weird. But they, they, but they actually, had that in their library. Yeah. Beautiful school, academics, outstanding, mm-hmm. um, really incredible, so difficult to get into. So mm-hmm. if she was lucky enough to get into it, but she felt as though that school mm-hmm. was a little overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that it was so big, but it is a very big school. Mm-hmm. But she felt as though walking through the campus, people kind of had their heads down and was about their business. It to her, it didn't give her the feeling as though it would be easy to make connections with people. Same thing I thought about Georgetown. Remember? Same thing that you thought about Georgetown. Yes. Um, well, you put it a different way. Um, but yes, I guess that's what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her, I don't think that it felt like a fit. They right. have an incredible medical program. Um, so if she did do pre-med, I mean, it would be a fantastic school for her. Right. But again, it has to feel right. Those four years um, that you spend trying to achieve your undergraduate, mm-hmm. it has to it has to make you happy, you know. And I don't know <clears throat> that that is the school for her. So we saw Clark Atlanta and then we flew to Miami and yep. we saw the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. As soon as we pulled on to the campus, Madison said, oh, I love this school. It's just <laughs> Who this, wouldn't love a school that has palm trees all over its, it's just campus? It's sunny weather. It just felt good. It, it just felt. The breeze was amazing. Hella good. They had music. They had a pool. Kids was, you know, studying by the pool. Yeah, there was a pool, on, an outdoor pool on campus. There's water on that campus. I don't know what that was. I might have some alligators or something. I don't know if that was like a man-made body of water, but it was kind of like centrally located on the campus and there was live music. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it was someone that people that were hired or if it was students playing live music on campus. Like you literally felt as though you were walking around like a promenade almost, you know, (laughs) like it was, it felt fantastic. It did. The dorm rooms there were small. Very small dorm rooms. Really, really small. Didn't love that. Um, and the acceptance rate is in the 30% 30% range. acceptance rate, yep. Um, Georgetown and Emory were kind of in the lower teens, mm-hmm. like maybe 
15, 14, 15, 16 percent range. Mm-hmm. Um, so U- University of Miami is a little bit easier to get into than those. Um, but yeah, it she she really liked it. Yeah. She really liked it. I may want I may have wanted something a little bit more academically challenging for her than the University of Miami. But again, it all will boil down to how she feels. And what still, she likes. We still have to um, see UCLA. Uh-huh. I want to go and see um, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Stanford. Um, any other schools that you have on your list that Me? you plan on taking her? Mm-hmm. No. Say goodbye to expensive TV bills with Philo. Philo is the cheapest way to watch 50 of your favorite channels like BET, MTV, TLC, History. You can catch the biggest shows like The Walking Dead, Love and Hip Hop, SpongeBob, Paw Patrol, even The Breakfast Club. Enjoy live and on-demand TV plus unlimited recording. To start your free trial, because you got to check it out, visit philo.tv slash Crew. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash KC Crew. There's never been a better deal on cord-free, commitment-free, hassle-free TV. A lot of people ask us why we didn't go and see the Boston schools. Because there are a lot of incredible universities in Boston. And the answer is Madison doesn't want to be cold. Right. She doesn't want to be in the cold. She doesn't want to be in the cold. She wants to be... Ideally, in warmer weather. Right. Um, <laughs> but she may have to settle for uh, Virginia or Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, maybe Miami, depending on how she feels. But who knows? It might be, LA. you know, L.A. or, you know, part of California. So we'll see. The mm-hmm. tour continues. We'll keep you guys updated. That's right. But that took up a lot of our time. And then the following week, Rashawn went to the Middle East. Bakran. I don't I don't know if you pronounce that right. Bakran. You pronounce that differently every time Bahrain? you say it. <laughs> they know where it's at. Ba Dubai. No, they probably don't know where it's at because you didn't know where it was at. You had no did idea you know where you was? were flying to. No, I didn't. And I'm not going to front as though I did. I didn't know where it was. They know where it's at. They probably don't. Well, it's How ba- do you spell it? B-A-H-R-A-I-N. I would guess Bahrain. But who knows? Bahrain, I think it is. Bahrain. Bahrain. I need you to stop. I think that's what it is. You spelled it. It's enough. That's enough. It's enough. Well, I went to Bahrain. Stop it. Just you. What was I I went where? I went there. I went to Bahrain. Stop it. There's no C in it, though. You're doing so much. I went to Bahrain. Bahrain. Just call it that. They know what you spelled it. Okay. Just don't add a C. I went out there. Don't roll the tongue. There's a lot of troops out there, mm-hmm. and um, Afghanistan is kind of like one of the neighboring places. Mm-hmm. So they they the, the the U.S. troops protect the water, help protect the water over there. So there's a lot of U.S. troops there, and I think when the troops get there, what happened? Nothing. What happened? Nothing. Go ahead. What happened? Rashawn, I'm going to knock you out in two seconds. I promise you. What happened? Just continue what you were saying. What happened? What? I thought I saw something crawling on the bed. I Rashawn, stop it. You, I Rashawn, don't play with me. All right. Stop it. All right. Okay. So, so I anyway. saw something crawling on the bed. All right. Okay. All right. So anyway. Could have been a mosquito. Could have been a mosquito, a mosquito right now. Windows are closed. Doors closed. Maybe not a mosquito. Okay. All right. A squirrel. Maybe. Ladybug. I... Probably a ladybug. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> What's so funny? You could have just let it go. I couldn't let it go. What happened? Hmm? <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, I went to Bacchanon. Right, you're gonna keep doing that. All right, you just want to hold this whole situation up, don't you? Messing you messing with me? Go ahead. You mess with me. You have milk today? 
I'm going to fight you. That is not what happened. I uh, knew that's what you were insinuating. That is not what happened. You had some ice cream? What, because I looked over that? No, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm only slightly lactose intolerant. Okay, I'm, just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. Anyway, with what, what, the Bakran, right? And I, let it go. like I said, the troops protect, Af, you know, the, the waters by Afghanistan. And there's a lot of troops there. And what I realized that a lot of people, <laughs> why are you making me laugh? I'm not doing nothing. A lot of people, uh, a lot of troops over there, after they finish their time, they stay there. They don't charge tax. And a lot of times when you get a job over there, they pay for your housing. They pay for your transportation. They pay for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of, there were a lot of Americans there. So I got a chance to DJ for a lot of the troops. Um and for them, it felt good because they don't really get too many artists that come out there. Because mm-hmm. um, most people don't know where it is or that it exists. Don't know where it go. No, yeah. Rick Ross was the last uh, person to come out there maybe about a month ago. Uh-huh. So they don't really get too many artists out there. So they are very grateful. They like to party. They have a great time. The only problem you know, out there is you talk about cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. When you walk out the club, you you got second hand, third degree, fourth degree, fifth degrees? degree, fifth hand, sixth hand. Hands and degrees? Hands and degree smoke. <laughs> Like that bad. That sounds bad. I might got. I might have cancer in my pinky toe. Like it's that bad. Like it was just. Wait, not- when you walk out of the club or when you yes, walk in the club? When you walk in the club, people are you smoking. You said when you walk out of the club. Yeah, so when you walk out the club, you you realize that all your clothes and everything smells oh, like cigarettes. Oh, you're saying that when you walk out, you're reeking. Yes. Of- yeah. So. Oh, okay. So we were out there and DJing for the troops. So shout to troops. Had a great time and shout mm-hmm. to all the U.S. troops. We you know we really appreciate what you guys do for our country. But then you flew back and then you flew directly. Into Miami. To Miami to do our real estate seminar. Right. Where I happen to be. Now, mind you, I had just left Miami from the college tour mm-hmm. the prior weekend. Mm-hmm. He left for, I'm just going to call it Bahrain, mm-hmm. midweek. And then he was gone. And then he flew in on Saturday night. Now, I was back in Miami for a girl's trip. It was my girlfriend Dia's birthday. So a friend of mine and myself flew to Miami for the Mm -hmm. weekend to celebrate with her. So I was there. He flew in. Um, We had a suite. So he spent the night with me Mm -hmm. and then left the following day. That's right. And I didn't leave until Monday. Monday evening. And then I came back. Yeah. So we've been running around. We've been running around uh-huh. and kind I, of crazily. And, and I, then this week was, we just had a lot of um, business meetings and um, conference calls and things of that nature. And you've actually had a lot of real estate things this week. So we have been extremely busy. And mm-hmm. that is the reason why we literally didn't have an hour to tape the podcast. It's been so bad that we haven't even gotten a chance to speak after the college tour because I mean obviously we were up under each other for the whole college tour but once we've gotten back from that I feel as though we haven't even connected and we had that conversation the other day like I said to him you know it's just strange like I feel as though we haven't connected since the college tour like Mm -hmm. we haven't really spoken we've spoken on the phone but just not face to face and there's a feeling that you get when you feel as though you and your partner bond or connect. And I feel as though we've kind of been for the past two weeks, like two ships Mm -hmm. in the night in a sense. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that, but we haven't even had a chance to talk. So we definitely didn't have a chance to talk to you guys. So I'm sorry for so many of you that, um, you know, 
like Rashawn said in the beginning of the podcast, have been hitting us up like, what's going on? Is the right. podcast over? Are you guys done with it? No, we just, um, life kind of took us in a different direction for a few weeks, but now we're back. Absolutely. Yes. Has it been months since you read a book with actual adult words that had nothing to do with farm animals or superheroes or going potty? Well, then it's time to take a break. Pour yourself some wine and put on your comfy pants and listen to Christine Hensley and Jen Smedley read the hilarious hashtag I Mom So Hard audiobook to you. I Mom So Hard creators Christine Hensley and Jen Smedley are just like you and your best mom friend, only funnier and with more wine. They know that you probably didn't take a shower today and that the last thing you need is more advice on how to be a better parent. Hashtag I Mom So Hard is available now on Audible, Apple Books, Google Play, Audiobooks.com, and everywhere else audiobooks are sold. And let's get to the email of the week. Okay. All right. Um, and we missed you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Here we go. My husband is selfish. Awesome. I'm in too deep and just now realizing it. Please help me. Hey, Uncle Envy and Auntie Gia. <laughs> I'm more like cousin. She could be auntie. <laughs> but you're older than me. I'm not. I hope you don't mind me calling you that. That's funny. I do. Call me cuz. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> My friends and I love you guys so much. That's that's why we always call y'all that. Laugh out loud. But anyways, I'm going to try to keep this short. My name is Angel. Wink, wink. I'm 29 years old. My husband and I have been together since we were 15, just like y'all. Uh-huh. And have been married for two years. And we also have a three-year-old daughter together. Okay, so here's the thing. My husband is always so defensive and it's starting to drive me insane. Whenever I want to do something, go somewhere or experience something new, he makes up every excuse in the book on why he doesn't want to go. His number one excuse is always money, which he makes good money. He's not struggling and he acts like and he acts like by going out to eat once a month is just going to make him go broke. It's so annoying. The last thing I asked him was to go uh, as a let me bring that back it's so annoying the last thing i asked him was to go to the fair as a family i didn't know what that was oh the fair okay i'm sorry i didn't know when she's a fair i was like what the heck is a fair as a family the fair (laughs) as a family and i would pay Uh uh-huh i would work full-time just like him and we would have separate accounts he said no so i said well why not because your excuse is always money or it's too hot outside and neither one of those too hot outside mm -hmm. wow and neither one of those were a factor then. So what's your excuse now? He just said simply, uh, because he doesn't want to go. We literally just had a heart-to-heart the day before, and we agreed that we both need to try harder. I feel like whenever I ask him anything, he is just so defensive. Like, he was about to take our child to school and stop by McDonald's, and I asked him to get me a Gatorade. He walked off while I was asking, then walked back saying, it's going to be too cold because I'm going to um, I'm going there first. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I want Gatorade from the convenience store. I feel like this is just a prime example of how he makes up an excuse for everything. He didn't even listen to what I was asking. He just didn't want to bring me something back so he could have a reason why he couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating and annoying. This shit is long. It's so frustrating <laughs> and annoying. And I literally don't want to do it at this point. There are so many other examples that I have, but these were the most recent. I love my husband with everything in me. I can't imagine life without him, but his selfishness, stubborn ways, and the attitude of never wanting to do anything is starting to piss me off, and I just don't know how to go about it anymore. I try to have serious talks. He says he never wants to go broke again. That's why he's cheap. 
which I get 100%, but damn, a $40 date every once in a while is not going to kill his pockets. Then he tries to flip the script and say, I need to pay for a date. Meaning she needs to pay for a date. A, Mm -hmm. I'm struggling right now. That's a whole nother email, laugh out loud. B, he did not get his first job until after he graduated college, so I held us down all throughout high school and throughout college. I always worked and we didn't live with each other. So when I when I say held us down, I'm talking about paying for dates and flying myself to go see him, paying for car rentals, hotels, and still having to pay for food while I was there. It just really hurts my feelings that he doesn't want to go above and beyond to make me special. I listen to all these beautiful love stories and I can't help but to think, how did we get here? I know every relationship is different and I know I should compare mine to theirs, but damn, I feel like I'm worth more than I'm receiving. Mm. Please help your niece out. Laugh out loud. Thank you. Love always. P.S. Gear, you are the shit. <laughs> like, how do you get so perfect? Laugh out loud. Also, can you let us know what your parents did for a living because they raised an amazing person? Envy, I love you so much. You are the king of all kings. I wish my husband was more like you. And she didn't say none of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right, you answer Angel first. No, I'd actually like for you to answer. I gotta catch Angel. my breath. I gotta just write all that God, <laughs> that that damn. Because you're the man uh-huh. in this relationship, and I'd like <sighs> to start with your take because I think that um, you might have a better handle on his perspective. I mean, I honestly don't know his perspective. I, I would say this: you, Can you relate at all? Um, a little bit. It seems very realistic to me. A little bit. I think a lot of people experience what she's experiencing. For myself, when it comes to the money talk, um, I'm I'm like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a husband or a boyfriend or you know a man in a household, you want to protect and provide, and you want to make sure that you're always good. So you know, even sometimes we have a conversation, and you know, you'd be like, "Hey, I want to go here," and be like, "Now nah, we're saving money," and you'd be like, well, it "Was twenty dollars back in the day." And for me, that $20 was everything, mm-hmm. you know, because we were on a bigger mission to save for something else, whether we were trying to buy our first house or we were trying to save for an expensive vacation or whatever it was, you know, $20 to, to at that time, it's like, it's just $20. Let's go on a date or it's just $40. Let's go on but a it's date. 20, it can be $20 towards something for me bigger. in the way that I think, and probably the way that he thinks too, that money could be towards something or he never wants to put himself in a position where he is broke. Again, again, See, that's, I think, the key word um, in the email, at least, you know, going towards that point. She said that he said that he never wants to be broke again. Again, right. You can have PSTD. Right. When it comes to that. When absolutely. it comes to finances, you right. know, if you've been broke at one point of your life where you're eating cornflakes and drinking water or eating bread and ramen noodles just so that you're not hungry mm-hmm. because, you know, ramen noodles is 35 cents and water is free and cornflakes can be, you know, $5 for a whole box. And, you know, you get a gallon of milk and that can last you. But not you. No milk for you. But good. <laughs> <laughs> good tie in. I like that. High five for that one. Okay. Shame on you because that's not what happened, but I still like the tie in. Okay. So. Having experienced that or not having a car or having a car, not being able to make your car payment Mm -hmm. or having a landlord constantly harassing you for the rent or not being able to pay for the simple things. If you go through a period of your life where you experience that and you come out of it, I could imagine that someone can have some type of PTSD where they never 
want to experience that again and will do everything to make sure that they don't. But they also might view money differently Correct. than other people. Their relationship with money may be very, very different. Correct. And just that word again makes me feel as though that can kind of speak to what he may be feeling. He may look at money like I need to keep this as close to me as possible. Right. Maybe that's part of the reason why their finances are separate. I know that it's different strokes for different folks, but I personally, um, and this is very personal. Everybody does things differently. Mm -hmm. But I personally have an issue with being married and having, having separate funds. And we know several couples that, separate their money like mine and yours right i feel that when you're married it's ours and um i think it speaks to the relationship even some of the couples that i'm referring to you can tell that there's a divide right in, in their things. relationship and that it doesn't strike me as strange that there isn't an hours in the relationship it's right. really like mine, mine yours, yours. you right. do what you want to do with your money i do with what i, I want to do with my money don't question me about my spending and i don't need permission from you i don't need to come to you there needs to be no respect like i have what i have you have what you have so maybe that's part of the reason why there's a divide and and you see why i have a problem with it like even in this email it speaks to the divide amongst the two people in this one unit that's a relationship. Can I cut you off for a second? Sure. You know, the 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 after we leave the podcast, you gotta run the London school, right? And I gotta make right. a stop, she right? Has, um um an art festival that right. I have to go to that actually starts in twenty eight minutes. I'm gonna be late. This is no good. Right. It's one oh three. Uh we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about no, that later. No, wait, just go ahead. What? No, because you know, when when you talk about separating stuff like like now, right? I I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I need to ask Madison to go there to cover me. Um, you can start to, I, I need to call her because she has, to, uh, she can meet me there, but she can cover me. London cannot be but there he, without me. But she got or, class at two o'clock. Maddie got class at two. She's out of school early. Hold on. Let me, now that you just said that. <clears throat> hey, mommy. Hey, boo-boo. Are you on your way home? You're on your way home, babe? Yeah. Do me a yeah. favor. We're still um, taping the podcast. I'm going to be a little late for London's um, art festival. Can you go over there and cover me and I'll meet you there? Yeah. Go straight there for me, baby. Okay, what's your address to school? Because I don't know how to get there from my school. Pull over. Um, I can't tell you on the air because I literally have a mic yeah. to my mouth right now. So just pull over and Google it. You know what town it's in. All right. Well, pulling over is dangerous, so I'll... Or, or pull off. You have enough time. You have um, 26 minutes. Okay. All right, sweetie pie. I love you. I'll see you there. Bye, Mama. Be safe, boo-boo. Bye. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I don't want to cut the podcast short. <clears throat> and it's okay. going to be at least an hour and a half. So if I get there 20 minutes late, it's okay. All right, go ahead, baby. Oh, no. I'm just going to send her the address. Yeah, but I she was... Can, she can... Okay. But I was going to say, you know, like, um, when I leave you today, I'm going to... I, I, I got to go do some real estate stuff, but I'm also going to pass by something I was thinking about buying you for Christmas. What? Yeah. It's a very big... It's exp- April. I know, but you know how I think. It's a very big expense. And okay. I'm I'm caught with the dilemma of, do I tell you or do I not tell you and surprise you? I don't want to tell you because I want you to be surprised, but it's a big purchase. 
So it's not like it's a, you know, a whatever purchase or it's a bag or a pair of shoes. It's a big purchase. And for that big purchase, I feel like, damn, I should tell you. But then I don't want to tell you because I want to surprise you. But So are you talking about, um, okay, so just so that you guys understand how we work, our money is together. There's only one money. <laughs> right, one money. Um, all the accounts have both of our names on it. And regardless of who is earning the most or any type of earnings whatsoever, we consider all of the money our money. Correct. And before either of us make a large purchase, mm-hmm. you know, at one point, a large purchase was $200 or more. Right. We would call one another to say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this pair of jeans or... Mm-hmm. Um, this pair of sneakers right. or this bag, this pair of shoes, what do you think? Right. And that was just a sign of respect mm-hmm. to say, this is our money. And before I go and make a decision, mm-hmm. I'd like you to A, no, but I'd also like for you to weigh, on, weigh in on it. Do you think that it's a good purchase? Do you think that I need it? Mm-hmm. Weigh in. Tell me what you think. Right. And the other would respond. Right, right. And usually it's like, sure, go ahead and get it. Or no, maybe you don't. Maybe we're saving for something at the time. Or you have three of those already. You don't need another one. Whatever it was, we would have the conversation out of respect. Neither one of us felt as though, you know, we had to get the other's permission. But it's just about always keeping the other person in the loop. So that's pretty much how we operate. Now... You know, I would say we probably let each other know if we're spending over, say, five hundred dollars. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. But anything under that, we can kind of make the decision ourselves. But aside from that, we kind of let each other know. So now let me ask you, do I make do I just purchase or do I ask? Um, If I ask, I'm not going to tell you about it. And it's it's not going to happen because it has to be a surprise. Because if I know if I tell you necessarily what it is, you're be like, I don't want it right now. Especially because we're renovating the house. We're about to go through renovation. We're moving out for a little bit. You're going to be like, no. But I think that if you see it, you'll love it. Um. So the curious part of me would be like, yeah, tell me. <laughs> I want to know. But it depends on how badly you want to surprise me. This is for Christmas? Yeah. Wow. Um. I don't know. But I'll tell you this much for, you know, the purpose of the podcast and the point that you're making. Um. I think that... In that type of situation, it's a decision that you can make on your own. I mean, I know I can make it on my own, damn it, but I'm just trying you, to figure no, out. But you don't need to, I, I don't think that you need to tell me. If uh, you want it to be a surprise, then uh, you, you should know keep how. it as a surprise. Right, okay, no so getting back to the email. All right, so getting back to the email, you know, so I understand how money could be in a relationship and how he can be with money. I think he's a, he's being too much with it, especially if you yes. told him that you had a problem with it. Um, Because she said they just communicated about it. The day before. Yeah, but you 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 should be the, the perfect example the of, of that. How many times do we have a communication and then right after we have a communication or we have a conversation? You turn around and do the opposite except, of what you said within 10 that seconds. you were going to do exactly. the day before. Exactly. Like we have a problem, we come to a resolution, a solution. We say, okay, from this point forward, we're going to do X, Y, and Z to make our relationship better, to improve the communication or to remedy this problem. Right. And then you turn around and it, you do the exact opposite of absolutely. what we agreed to. Absolutely. So that's definitely a problem. I just think that when it comes to money, um, you delve into a very sensitive yeah. area. And especially somebody who has been broke before. 
Yes. Or, had not, or didn't have money yes, or lost money. Because, and this is, this is um, a tricky thing to say. And I want to make sure that I say it properly so that people don't get the wrong idea. Money is very often used as a way, as a tool for people to show power. Other people, mm, more than power, love. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know that. A lot of people, you included, yeah, I know. Um, express, it, it's one of the love languages. Mm-hmm. And spending money on someone or being having money being spent on you is a way that people interpret love. You know, if you love me, you will take me out to eat. You will show me a good time. Mm-hmm. You will buy something that I want. You will take care of something that I need, like my rent or my car note um, or a credit card debt. You will take care of me. And that is one of the ways that people show the care that they can take of mm-hmm. another person. So when someone is greedy, selfish, or stingy with money, the person that is receiving that energy can hold on, turn around and look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How I see funny it. is that? I see it. It's right there. I was just on that corner, remember? Yeah, yeah. They wasn't up there today, though. Well, you seen the picture. Okay. Um, I, we can't take time to explain what I was no, just no, talking no. about. Sorry. But that is a way that, you know, a person can feel neglected mm-hmm. or unloved if a person is treating them um, in a way that's greedy or selfish. So for her, I am assuming that she feels taken for granted mm-hmm. as though in his mind, she's not worth him spending the money, making the exception mm-hmm. or taking an initiative to dote on her in any way, shape or form, as she put it, not even once a month. Right. And clearly she's not asking for much. Not a lot, no. You know, $40 to go out to eat is not a lot of money right. on anyone's scale. That is extremely reasonable. That is like a meal at Applebee's. Gotcha. You know, if I get, you know appetizer and the entree for $12.99 and you get the appetizer and entree for $12.99 combo and then we both get a drink you know you're kind of in a little dessert or an extra appetizer like you're talking about $40 right you know including the tip so for someone to not want to do that at least once a month and you're talking about two working people even if there is a little bit of struggle involved he is being very extreme with it. And I'm going to go as far as to say that all of it probably doesn't even have to do with him not wanting to ever be broke again. Mm-hmm. It seems as though he just doesn't feel like being bothered. He right. seems like a lazy person. He doesn't want to take the three-year-old to the fair with his wife. Right. Oh, it's hot. Oh, we don't have enough money. Oh, it's too far away. Oh, I don't feel good. It just seems like, as she said, there's always an excuse as to why he doesn't want to go. He might just be a homebody and not like to go out and feel like, you know what? Two birds with one stone. I don't have to go and I get to save my money at the same time. You go do it if you want to. That's true. It depends on the size of the town. It could also be um, he doesn't want to bring her out. I don't think it's that. It could be he doesn't want to bring her out to the, uh, in public. What? No, why, why would it be that? I don't know. Why, why, why wouldn't somebody want to bring somebody out in public? Rashawn, they've been together since they were 15, so it doesn't seem like that's the case. I don't know. You don't want to bring your kid to the damn fair? That, you don't know lazy people? I know lazy fathers. 
Yeah, I know right. lazy fathers that don't like to do anything with their kids. Yeah. They don't want to take them anywhere. They don't want to do it. They don't want to take them outside and throw a ball around with them. Yeah, I guess they don't right. want to take them to the park. They don't want to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. They're lazy. They work all week on and the they're weekend. Tired. Yeah, I get it. They're tired. They just kind of want to kick back, watch TV, be on their phone, be on their computer, play a little bit of Fortnite, even though they're grown men, whatever. I know a lot of men that kind of fit in that box. So it just seems like he may not be the outgoing type. Mm-hmm. And she seems as though she is. She wants to experience the outside world and, you know, take her relationship there and experience that with him. So, and, what, do you, so what do you advise? Um, I think there's a problem at the root of it because there's such thing, such a thing called compromise. And if he doesn't understand or if he can't implement compromise mm-hmm. in his relationship, then there's a real problem. There I, I are many you. things that I do in this relationship that I may prefer not to do. And there are just as many things that you do in this relationship that I'm sure you prefer not to do. Mm-hmm. But we both do these things because we we're invested. Correct. It, yes, compromise on like the simple, that's a simple way of putting it. But more so, I think that we're invested in the happiness of each other. Right. I, mean, so, I don't want to watch Bachelor. You know, I don't want to watch Beverly Hills Housewives of <laughs> Cali. I don't want to watch that. It's <laughs> just whatever. <laughs> yes, but you will lay in bed and if I'm watching it, you will... Watch it with me yeah, and yeah. comment on what's going on. Yeah, you don't and give a whatnot. fuck about a nine nine three Porsche GT two RS. You don't give a fuck about that. But I you, really don't. I haven't. I haven't sat in either of those cars. Right. I haven't sat in the vast majority of your cars because I really don't care. Kind of don't care. <laughs> but you act like it, though. But I do because you're into it. <laughs> That's right. Since you're into it and you love it. I'm going to be there to support you. I will mm-hmm. go look at these cars with you. If you're looking at them online and you ask my opinion, I will give you my opinion. We could talk about the cost. We can talk about whether it's worth it for you to purchase. We could talk about whether, you know, it's going to be an asset to your car shows or not. I will have all those conversations, even though I'm not really into it. Right. But my baby is. Right. So bleep it. And that's what I am, too. And that's how they should be in their relationship. And that's how it should be. He doesn't have to give a rat's bleep about the fair. Right. But he should get off his ass and go. Absolutely. Regardless, because it's important to you and it's important to your daughter. And I'm sure that you would return the same energy for him. So I'm saying all this to say, yeah, according to the information that you provided in the email, Mm -hmm. he's wrong. I'm sure that there's his side of it, but we can only look at it from your side because that's all the information that we have. But he's wrong. He should do, for, for the most part, what it takes to make you happy, providing that you are deserving. You know, as long as you're not doing things that upset him and this is his way of retaliating or quote unquote paying you back, Mm -hmm. then I think that he should go out to eat with you. He should go to the fair with you. He should spend time with you in ways that are important to you. So what do you think that she should do now that we are able to identify where the flaw is? I mean, they should, she should have those conversations again. She said and, she did. It didn't work. Now and what? She should, I mean, it's, it's either have those conversations again and continue to have those conversations again or 
go out on your own. Those are the only things that you could possibly. She doesn't do. want to go out on her own. Well, right? she ha- well, there's so only two options. What what happens? She can only leave or go out, or have these conversations again and really put her foot down somehow, some way, take something else away until that is possible. So maybe something that he's into that he cares about. Other than that, so you're saying she should spite him? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. Terrible advice. You know it is. I mean, if there's something that she wants to do that he doesn't want to do. And now they're in a funny altercation because he's just pretty much doing what he wants to do. She has to spite him. She has to make him learn how it feels for him to be like, damn, I don't like this feeling. And then she'd be like, well, I don't like that feeling. And be like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Let's do this together. Yeah, she's, she might have to spite his ass. Hmm. And when I say spite his ass, not go fuck somebody else, but like <laughs> spite his ass in a way that is kind of on the same realm. On the same level, on the same of, level. Dis- of disrespect. correct. correct. Let's keep the disrespect even keeled. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't want to just talk about, oh, yeah, well, he's wrong. Okay, they need to have a conversation. Because sometimes a conversation will work. Sometimes a conversation's not going to work. Right? Correct. So that's more effective advice, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what if he takes it on as spiteful? Like, wow, she's doing this just to spite me. And then... I mean, I, and then I, it spirals downwards. And hopefully it's another conversation and we talk about us both being spiteful and maybe it opens up another door. But I mean, you can't just sit there and allow the same thing to keep happening and happening and happening again. And that's the point. Because mm-hmm. if you sit by idly, then it's kind of like an open invitation for the same behavior that you don't like to continue. Um, I'll suffice it to say that I believe that you have to put your foot down mm-hmm. and... Maybe you can start it with another conversation and then let him know very clearly if you're if there are things that you're not willing to do for me and my happiness in this relationship, then there are things that I'm not willing to do for you in your happiness in this relationship. And I'll go off of what you said. Maybe that would be, okay. well, I'll cook for you when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. The same way that you oblige the things that I want to do when you You feel feel like like it. it. Correct. You know, we'll have sex when I feel like it the same way <laughs> that you oblige the things I want to do when you feel like it. Correct. Um, I'll talk to you and spend time with you in the way that you like to be spent time with when I feel like it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You make him feel exactly what you're feeling and see. And that's the name of the podcast when you feel like it. When I feel like it, that's the name of the podcast. I just felt like. The energy okay, maybe we can finesse that title a little bit more. We'll work on it. You write it down because every time after the podcast, you come to be like, "What did I say we were going to call the podcast during the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "I don't remember." <laughs> so, um, okay, so I like that. I okay. like that. Make him feel your pain. Well, Angel, good luck, man. We what wish about you the make, best. make him feel your pain? Make him feel your pain. You didn't like that? No. Well, we'll talk about it. After. All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, Angel, good luck. Keep us, uh, let us know how it works out. And again, the email is uh, thecaseycrew at gmail.com. Yes. All right. And also, uh, I'm going to be in Detroit coming up. So if you guys want to learn about real estate, I want to see you at our Detroit seminar. We're doing Detroit and then Atlanta. And if you want any information you want to learn about real estate, we actually bring the people to the seminar. The people that help with credit, the lending, uh, attorneys, our agents and all that. So um, hopefully I get to see you guys. I right? just click the link in my bio and get all the information. All right. It's time to get up out of here. Yes. I know you got to go to an art class and I got to go. Art festival. Art festival. festival. I got to go look at some real estate. 
So I will see you guys next week. All right. I'm DJ. Just M- you. Oh, we will see you guys next week. Just saying. All right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And she's not drinking no more milk. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. We're back. Toodles. <laughs> Get over 50 of your favorite channels like VH1, Revolt, BET, Lifetime, History with Philo. Philo brings you live and on-demand TV plus unlimited recording for only $20 a month with no contract needed. Philo is available on Roku, iOS Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash Crew. That's P-H-I-L-O-T dot TV slash Crew.